To be or not to be, that is the question. Whether this noble in the mind to suffer the slings and arrows of outrageous fortune, or to take arms against a sea of troubles, and by opposing end them, to die, to sleep, no more, and by a sleep to say we end, the heartache and the thousand natural shocks, that flesh is heir to, this a consummation, devotely to be wished, to die, to sleep. And welcome to our podcast, Coffee Talks. I'm Sophie. And I'm Soph. And this is your new bookish podcast. In this podcast, we'll discuss our latest book series fixation. Mostly fantasy, though, because we love the wings and the sharp teeth. There will be spoilers in this podcast. And we don't hold back on discussions of wingspan and sexy love bites. So make yourself a cup of coffee and join us on our exploration through the magical world of literature and chaotic romances. Enjoy. Keep reading. Hello, hello, and welcome back to this episode about Hamlet, <laughs> but make it modern. Yes. So, um, where are we? We are at your um, your your dorm yard again, again, <laughs> again. <laughs> yet it's, again, yet again. It's probably the place we're gonna be most of the time. Yes, yeah, because yeah. it's quiet. It's quiet. So um, nice. where are we drinking today? Um, we're drinking again <laughs> the same. Um, the. Like very quick coffee. Uh, what do you call it? Instant coffee. Instant yeah. coffee. Yeah, me too. I've already uh, with them drank all of it. Oh, you're cool. almost Girl. almost. Um, yeah, and of course with some um, oat milk in it. Yes, because gotta have the oat milk. Gotta have the oat milk. The plan for Hamlet today is we're going to talk a bit about historical context. We're also going to talk about a bit about how Shakespeare's theatre time was. How did you go to the theatre at the time of Shakespeare? And then we're going to talk a bit about the characters of the play. And then we also have a section where we try to rewrite or explain a section um, of Hamlet in a more modern way. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, And then I also have a section which is called The Dirty Jokes of Shakespeare. (laughs) Because you might not believe it, but he was dirty. We all got to be entertained by the smutty smart, even in the 1600s. Oh, yes. uh, and then we have a bit about the romance of Ophelia and Hamlet. Is it romantic? Uh, we'll see. <laughs> and then we will round up with some general talk about the play. And that is kind of the game plan for today. Should we just start by explaining the plot of Hamlet? Because yeah. I think we every, everybody here knows Shakespeare. Mm-hmm. And they probably know the plot of Romeo and Juliet, because who doesn't? But I'm not sure that everyone knows the plot of Hamlet, necessarily. And we're gonna explain it like so that you understand, what's just like the basic plot of what's going on. And we're trying to understand as well. Yeah, we are. <laughs> so um, yes. buckle up and uh, yeah, we're gonna try to make it clear what's going on mm-hmm. in this play. It is a good play though. It's very interesting. Yeah, a lot of many deaths, <laughs> like all like all Shakespeare plays. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, go ahead. Hamlet is one of the famous plays of Shakespeare, and it is also the longest, actually. It takes place in Denmark (laughs) and follows the Prince Hamlet, but something is rotten in the kingdom. The king, who confusingly also is named Hamlet, has just been killed by his own brother, Claudius. And Claudius has now crowned himself king of Denmark. This is the first time we know something is wrong in this play, because Hamlet, the prince, being the late king's son should rightfully take the throne when the king dies, but he does not. And in all fairness, Hamlet shows little interest in being a king and would rather do his philosophy homework, and it is quite bothersome for him to have been forced to return home from his studies in Wittenberg, Germany. Hamlet is angry because Claudius has married his mother, which is seen as incestuous. We will talk more about why this was considered incest at the time later on. But for now, he was also visited by a ghost. Uh, woohoo! Who proclaimed that he is the, the deceased king and that he was murdered. Bam, bam, bam. <laughs> bam, bam, bam. 
So now Hamlet is not only angry, he's also out to seek revenge for his father's murder. Um, and he's also dealing quite badly uh, with his mummy issues because his mummy uh, married um, his uncle. Um, and yeah, he's also trying to make sure that what the ghost said was true because the ghost said that he was murdered by Claudius. But, you know, you gotta make sure because mm -hmm. it's a ghost. <laughs> um, so Hamlet says he wants to act mad while testing the ghost allegations. And seriously, when was this ever a good idea <laughs> to like act mad to test if something a ghost said was true? But that's what he does. Oh, oh dear Hamlet. Oh dear Hamlet. <laughs> Stupid boy. Um, so Hamlet sets up a play about a king being murdered. And does this sound familiar? Because he's actually setting up like a play about his own father's murder. Because for Hamlet, it makes sense that if Claudius sees this murder being played out, he will have some kind of reaction, which, again, I think it's kind of stupid, but um, Hamlet does what Hamlet do does. Um, and in fact, uh, Claudius uh, reacts to this play. So uh, Hamlet is like, well, okay, he did murder my father. Uh, so now we gotta murder Claudius, as you do. Uh, so now it's really uh, revenge time for Hamlet. Um, but he wants to kill Claudius, but he does have some trouble finding the right time and place to do so. Because apparently uh, you can't kill a man while he's praying, because then he will go to heaven and we can't have that. Um, and all while this is going on, Hamlet also have quite a few chit-chats, so to say, with his dad's ghost. And the people around him are starting to gossip about, you know, Prince Hamlet being a little cray-cray because he's talking with ghosts and acting all kind of strange. Uh, and he's also rudish to this girl called Ophelia, which we will also talk more about, who is supposed to be Hamlet's love, or at least he proclaims so later, although he does not return her affections throughout the play. Well, oh, <laughs> and now the tragedies really start to happen. So we start off with the accidental murder of the king's advisor, Polonius. Whoops. Uh, he is stabbed through a curtain by Hamlet and truly, what a way to go. <laughs> um, I also love his like service message uh, information saying like, I am slain. <laughs> I am slain. Oh, no. So now the rest of the people in the castle are like, boy, Hamlet is crazy. He needs to disappear. And so they sent him to England. Um, and we also have some international politics at work here in Hamlet, because over in Norway, King Fortinbras is planning to invade Poland. And during his uh, this march, he crosses the borders of Denmark, and they nearly collide with Hamlet and his friends and companions, Rosencrantz and Guildenstein. Yes. <laughs> Hamlet discovers that Claudius plans to have Hamlet murdered. So Hamlet goes back to Denmark and sends his only two friends into certain death against the Norwegian army. As you do. <laughs> uh, before Hamlet arrives back to Denmark, Ophelia goes mad with the loss of her father, who was Polonius, uh, the king's advisor that Hamlet just killed. Well, um, as she drowned herself, <clears throat> Hamlet yeah. arrives at the grave and meets his only friend left, Horatio. And guess whose grave they are at? Ophelia's! <laughs> yeah! Yes! <laughs> Hamlet has his famous to be or not to be soliloquy and the rest of the funeral procession uh, arrives. This is where it really turns into a tragedy or more of a manslaughter. Laertes, who is Ophelia's brother, has a fight with Hamlet at the, and they decide to duel. <gasps> Claudius and Laertes uh, conspire to kill Hamlet either with poison, poisonous wine, 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 <laughs> poisonous wine or poison on the sword. But guess what? The Queen Gertrude drinks from the poisonous cup <laughs> and dies. How unfortunate. <laughs> and now the real fighting begins. So Laertes and Hamlet both wound each other. But Laertes dies first. Oh, I'm slain. <laughs> I'm slain. I he doesn't say this, but he is slain. He is slain. And Hamlet is also like, I am also slain. <laughs> With poison, oh my god. <laughs> Hamlet is wounded by the poison and he is dying. But before he passes, he manages to kill the king. <laughs> And mission is accomplished. Yeah. I don't know how that happens, but cool. It was the goal he set out to do. He yeah. just died on the way. So Hamlet dies. And you might ask, who is left? <laughs> no one. And the answer is that of all the bigger characters in the play, only Hamlet's friend Horatio is left alive. 
And what a mess he's left with, because the king of Norway arrives in Denmark, and he has one hell of a mess left to explain. Whew. So this is yeah. the play, and now we're going to uh, explain a little bit more about what's actually going on historically. Yes. Okay, so a bit about the historical context mm -hmm. of Hamlet, um, because I think this is one of the interesting things about reading classics is kind of understanding the history going on at the time, mm -hmm. because you really learn a lot about the work when you know what the author lived through uh, or knew about when they were alive. Yeah. Um, so Hamlet is, I think, written between like 1500, late 1500s. Um, and a bit about the history of England as at the time, because obviously Shakespeare is from England, uh, we have... Um, let's just say a messy situation going on uh, politics-wise. Um, so at Shakespeare's time, we would have the brief interregnum with Oliver Cromwell taking the... Well, he's not taking the throne, but he's like, we are parliament now and it's not going where it will. That's where they behead uh, King Charles I. <laughs> and, Whoops. <laughs> uh, messy situation in England. Yeah. And it doesn't last very long. But... The point you really have to take from this is that in England we have an uncertainty about the line of succession because it it's not just well this oldest son of the king take the throne mm. because well the king is beheaded <laughs> so well uh, but actually Charles the first did have a son and they managed to escape and this is a brief interregnum as I said so Charles the second will take the throne later on but it this is like the uncertainty of the line of succession is kind of taking into Hamlet, placed in Denmark, but still reflecting the politics in England going mm -hmm. on at the time. Um, and yes, then we also have about, uh, I think about, you know, Hamlet saying that Gertrude marrying Claudius is incest. And I just love this. Oh, not love this. <laughs> I, love I so just, much. no, I don't love incest at all. I just think this is very interesting because I love royal history i just <laughs> yeah i know you i do. love like every country's royals i love history about them so this is a bit before oliver cromwell but like 40 years before so like we remember or we at least know about history 40 years ago obviously shakespeare would has as well and i think we all know the name henry the eighth <laughs> or if you don't oh we do this was the king of um england who had none the less than six wives where he beheaded two of them mm -hmm. and divorced or actually annulled also two well of them. if you ask henry the eighth he probably didn't divorce one no no because it was just annulled, annulled. It just, yeah it didn't happen mm -hmm. <laughs> just a drama queen but <laughs> um Henry's eighth first wife was actually married Catherine, Catherine of Aragon mm -hmm. uh, of the Habsburg Empire, yeah. if I remember correctly. Uh, was actually married before she married Henry VIII. That's right. And she was married to Henry VIII's older brother. Arthur. Arthur, yes. And Arthur dies, which is... Oops. <laughs> so that's actually why... Everybody died that time. Yes, that's why Henry becomes king, because he was not the oldest son to Henry VII. Um, but they really wanted to keep Catherine in the family, because he, she came from a very powerful empire. Mm -hmm. So Henry's father also named Henry, because why not, uh, <laughs> was like, okay, we're just going to marry her to my other son. Mm -hmm. um, and, well, they didn't really have a choice, so that's what happened. Yeah. Um, but they also waited quite a while, because Henry VIII was very young. Yeah, he was a child, his... and she was like 16, 15. Yeah, at the time of his big brother's death. Yes, indeed. Um, but this was considered incest to marry mm. your brother's wife. But I think there was a whole deal about her proclaiming, oh, we never had sex, so it's not really incest, and then they were allowed to marry. Which but is ironic, yeah, because he's very like obsessed with incest later on with uh, when he talks about, who is it, the fourth wife or fifth wife, who um, he... Catherine like, again, they're all named Catherine, yeah, basically. Yeah, he's just, oh, she has sex with somebody else, and 
and like, oh, that is like, incest. Off with her head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, true. Um, but this is also kind of the historical context of calling the relationship between Claudius and Queen Gertrude incest, because was mm-hmm. imagine living in England at the time the gossip in the royal family. Damn. I mean, I don't want Crazy. to be alive at that time, but I do kind of want to hear the original gossip about Henry VIII. Well, yeah. that was a bit of incest. <laughs> and I don't know if this is a direct link, but Shakespeare does place his plays around the world. And as we mentioned, Hamlet is placed in Denmark. Shout out to Denmark. Uh, um, in Kronborg. In Kronborg, uh, which is not the castle the royals in Denmark live at now, but it was in the 1500s. Yeah. <laughs> cool girl um, but James the sixth uh, of Scotland and first of England who um, is a king after Queen Elizabeth I we don't have to go into all that but he did marry a Danish princess and I don't know if a lot about Danish royals are known throughout the world. But if you do know any Danish I kings, so. I don't think so either. But if you do know a Danish king, I think you would know Christian the Fourth. Yeah, because he was, um, well, he was just a, a guy who loves to build things. So a lot of buildings in Copenhagen are like from his time. Actually, he got the money from his mommy, but we don't talk about that in history because we never credit women. Oh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but And he also loved women a lot. Oh, he had too so much. many children. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a whole deal. But he also had a sister named <laughs> Anne. <laughs> and Anne of Denmark was married to James the Sixth of Scotland and first of England. What? Uh, so I that's don't right. know if that's, that's right. like the link to why Shakespeare placed... Hamlet in Denmark, but they do have a rather recent link to Denmark in like the English royal family. So I just thought that was fun to mention. (laughs) Yeah, and that was me going on about royals and history. (laughs) I can tell that you're very passionate about the royal history. I just gotta love it. (laughs) So a little bit more of a background information. Um, let's talk a little bit about the Shakespeare theater time yes. back then. I think it was a lot more fun than we imagine it to be. Me too. Yeah, I yeah. think so too. Also, you can really, like when you read it, because, okay, so we read this at, uh, like at uni, mm. at university. Like, yeah. In literature. Required reading. Yeah. Uh, and that is why we were like, oh, might as well talk about it because yeah. we're English students. <laughs> Um, but I can definitely see how it's meant to be like performed and not mm. to be read. Yeah, definitely. Um, but back then, yes, <laughs> the theater was very different compared to what they are now. They were not a silent thing. No, <laughs> <laughs> there are no scenery. Boring. So the actors just <laughs> <laughs> <Boring>. <laughs> the actors just had to know where to place themselves. There's like, oh, there's no chair that you can sit on. You just have to go somewhere. Take <laughs> like a squat. To <laughs> <laughs> squat. And now we squat. <laughs> no. Um, silly. <laughs> silly goose. And you couldn't actually show the death scene or wild battles because there were no like props either. And I don't think you knew how to like fake plot. Yeah. Like, how would you fake stab someone without it looking ridiculous? And without a sword? Yeah. <laughs> That's why he says, I am slain. Yes. And we also had um, a teacher mention that the whole thing about Polinius being killed behind a curtain is actually quite genius because you don't have to show his death if you just say, well, he's behind a curtain, so you can't see. Genius. Um... Uh... Ah, and that is also why like a lot of the death and battle happens off the scene. Yes. Um, so back then, if you did not like a play, mm-hmm. it was customary <laughs> to throw <laughs> rotten fruit and I suppose also vegetables yes. on the scene at the actors. And I do wonder if the whole throwing roses at the stage, if you, if that was, if you liked it, and you threw. I'm not sure about this, but I didn't Maybe. wonder if it does have a connection. Yeah. And also about the Film Review website being called Rotten Fruit now. 
Hmm? Isn't it Rotten Tomatoes? Is it? But still, same. Same uh, old girl <laughs> with like, we don't like it, we're gonna throw. But also, I think food. the thing about the roses, I don't know if this is true, I'm just saying that people, uh, you know, it's very cheap to go to the theater. Mm. And so also poor people could go. Yes. And I think more people would have like rotten fruit and vegetables than having roses. True. So if they liked it, they probably just left. But imagine like, oh, I'm going to see Hamlet tonight. Uh, could I uh, take the a bag of like the bad uh, tomatoes uh, with me? <laughs> like to your mother. Do we need these tomatoes tomorrow? <laughs> no, okay. Yeah, but also the Shakespeare Theater was open, so open air, which mm. I imagine just England weather in rain and it's fun. It adds to Cold. the play. It adds to the play, uh, to the atmosphere. <laughs> um, but like the poorer class, the lower class were standing at the bottom, and mm. then the richer were, the higher you could go up and sit. So it was. Very kind different experience back then. Very different. Um, so, a very fun little um, side note. Trivia. <laughs> yeah, trivia. A little fun fact um, is why a role is called a role. Yes, like getting a role. Yeah, a so, or whatever. yeah, I don't know. Hamlet is a role. Okay, so the actors back then got a role, like a piece of paper rolled together mm-hmm. with only their lines in it. Because it was too expensive to write mm-hmm. the whole play. Yeah. yeah. The paper was very expensive. So, <clears throat> it's called a roll because the actors got a roll. Yeah, a paper. So Which fun. makes so much sense, but I never thought about it. And also, imagine getting a roll with only your lines in it. Mm-hmm. And then, that's they did have, like I think, a cue. So, like perhaps the line before the Yeah, own. they did have the line before. But they had to really pay so attention. So little to work on. <laughs> So little. I hope they practiced. I'm sure they did, but still. And also, a thing, Shakespeare's plays was never written down. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously they are now, mm-hmm. if you didn't know. Uh, but they weren't at the time. So you really have to remember all this. Mm-hmm. So the the play that we have in our hands now, the book, is actually uh, written from actors' memories mm-hmm. who played in the plays. And then they were collected and now they are like and now, now we, we have a book now we are here <laughs> but it's just it's very fun to think about how time changed and all mm-hmm. those things and also a little um, yeah the tragedy in this play and in Shakespeare's plays lie in the fact that it is too late like when the tragedy happens it's too late there's no going back and i found that very interesting wow yeah Deep. That's Charles. I also wonder, <laughs> Charles, that's our <laughs> literature <laughs> professor and, yeah, old uh, British man. <laughs> um, but I did also wonder um, about Queen Gertrude's death. Mm-hmm. Um, the king, because he, she, he sees that she's sipping from the poisonous wine, and he's like, no, don't drink it, but it's like too late because she only did, took a sip. And that is also like knowing it's too late. Yeah, tragedy. Tragedy. That's so nice. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about the characters. We have mentioned many names. Yes. And you have had the summary, but I bet you're still pretty confused yes. because I definitely was. Yeah. But I did look up like an image of the characters in Hamlet, like the major characters. Um, and I was actually surprised that there isn't that many. I think it's confusing when you read it because you're it's it's foreign names and mm-hmm. There's a lot going on, and you're like, oh, who's that person again? Mm-hmm. But when you really look at it, it's very few people, and they are connected in a very natural way. And we're going to put this uh, very uh, nice picture on our Instagram. It's basically just explaining who's who, who kills who, and what is their relationship. Yeah. yeah. Pretty nice. So should we maybe just very quickly say how people are related? Or uh, Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> if we're starting at like the top of the hierarchy, we have King Claudius, mm-hmm. and he is the uncle of Hamlet. Yeah. So he is the brother of Hamlet. the old King Hamlet. Yes, <laughs> and then he marries Queen Gertrude, which obviously was married to the old King Hamlet, mm-hmm. and she has Hamlet as a son. A lot of names Hamlet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that is the royal family we have. Mm-hmm. Then we have the king's advisor, which is Polonius. Mm-hmm. He has two uh, children. One is Ophelia, 
and one is Laertes. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. And Ophelia is Hamlet's lover. Ish. <laughs> Ish. <laughs> uh, and then Hamlet has three friends, and that is uh, Rosencrantz and Guildenstern and Horatio. And that is actually like the characters you need to know. Not too bad. Not too bad. When you explain it like this. Yeah. I think Charles should have given us this like go through before uh, absolutely. we Absolutely. <laughs> that would have been very nice. Yes. Should we just talk about the characters? Because when I really thought about this okay, before going into this play, I knew it was called Hamlet. I knew there was a to be or not to be speech. Mm -hmm. And I knew there was a skull involved at some yeah. point because you know the iconic picture of Hamlet with the skull. But I just thought, oh, I also knew Ophelia was a thing, <laughs> but a thing. Um, <laughs> she's a thing. She's a thing. Well, to Hamlet, she kind of is. <laughs> uh, but I just assumed that Hamlet was like a hero, kind of. Me too. Because it is the name of the play. And you just, I think you just assume that the main character is the hero. Mm -hmm. But <laughs> not in Shakespeare. Everyone in this play is unlikable, I think. Almost everyone. Yeah, they're pretty annoying. I think I don't really hate Ophelia that much, but she's also almost just, not in the play. She yeah, and she's when she is in the play, she's pushed around by her father, who's like, Oh, couldn't it be nice if you like got into it with the prince because then we could be like more royal? Ooh. Yeah, and then Hamlet is also just pushing her around, so mm, that's fun or something <laughs> okay just a fun thing and this is also something i got from a professor but uh rosencrantz and guildenstern is well as we said hamlet's two friends and they are almost like a comedic relief in the play and they are always seen together and mm -hmm. our professor kind of um reference it um compared it is mm -hmm. the word i'm looking for to Tweedledum and Tweedledee, if you have ever read Alice in Wonderland. And obviously Alice in Wonderland is much later than Shakespeare, mm -hmm. so this is the original, or if we should compare these. But I just think it's like these two characters meant to just be kind of stupid and to laugh at. And also I think their names, like Rosencrantz and Guildenstern, like... <laughs> they don't sound Danish, first of all. None of these names, like uh, Gertrude. Yeah, but we would pronounce it different. Yeah, Gertrude. Gertrude. And I think it's not a nice sounding name in Danish, but no. I like it better in English. Gertrude. It has it has an edge. It has like a more melody to it. Gertrude. <laughs> yeah. So Sophie, if um, you had to describe this book, this play, <sighs> it's a play. Yeah, it's a play. As um, a coffee. Yeah. Which one would it be? Oh God. Um. I think it is. A black coffee with nothing in it. And also instant coffee. <laughs> and it has been made for a, a, a while ago. And then it's just been placed on the table and it's gone quite cold. Um, and I don't think much of it, but I drink it anyway. But it actually has a bit more to it than I would expect, I think. So it's kind of like old coffee, but kind of good. But also mm -hmm. kind of weird. <laughs> oh, it's so difficult. Mm -hmm. Because in some ways, I think about coffee with a, a fly in it. A fly? <laughs> Which Rotten. is because it's always a tragedy when a fly is, uh, like, flies or whatever uh, falls into your yeah. drink. Dies, drowns like Ophelia. There we go. There we go. It's a coffee with a dying fly in it. Which represents Ophelia lying in the water. Everybody's drowning in this place, seriously. Also, if you want to look up an image, um, there's a really beautiful painting called right. Ophelia in the Water. I just think it's called. Yeah, I don't remember what it's called. It's, it's very, very beautiful. Very beautiful. Um, depicting Ophelia's suicide. Beautiful, beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. But, well... I said that it was a coffee with a fly in it, but I really like this play. So yeah. maybe it's not a good description. Description, but, but it is. It is. It's a funny feeling reading it because it is Shakespeare and it's it's something different, something very old. But it is also enjoyable. I like it better and better. Yeah, the, the more, more I read like it, the discuss more I like it, it and understand it. 
And that's really the thing with classics. I think the first time you encounter it, it's like, this is trash, this is boring, why should I read this? But mm -hmm. then when you start to unpack the language and the plot and the characters, it's actually... Okay, I get why people like it. Yeah. We also had a workshop where we performed it. Ah, and that was and so that fun. And that was so fun. Which is also, as you mentioned, plays shouldn't be read. They should mm -hmm. be read aloud mm -hmm. and, and, performed. and performed. And um, yeah, I understood it so much better when mm. we performed it. Like at first I was like, this is just like weird old language words thing. But then we performed it and I was like, Oh, they mean something. Yeah, and our instructor was really like, "You just yell as loud as you can if you want to. Let's <laughs> yes. do it." It was amazing. Yes, yes. it was amazing. So <laughs> let's get, in get into the fun part of this. Yes, <laughs> or more fun because everything is fun. We are so fun, obviously. <laughs> okay, but Hamlet is very old. It's Shakespearean language. It's old English. So we have like been trying to rewrite some parts of it mm -hmm. to make it more modern mm -hmm. to unpack what is actually going on and would you perhaps start with your part sophie i will so we have taken different approaches yes and i have decided to take a bit of act three scene four mm -hmm. if you have the play next to you you can <laughs> follow along and i have uh, tried to rewrite the dialogue into like a more slang <laughs> version of it like if you would talk with your friends about this or yeah out. just if you wanted to explain yeah. it like more understandably this is what i've done so i'm not gonna read it up from the play because it's yeah as we said uh like older words and stuff yeah. but i'm gonna explain to you what's going on and then i'll read the dialogue as I have translated it. Amazing. I'm really looking forward to this. <laughs> I haven't heard what she wrote before, so this is also a surprise for me. Okay, so act scene. No, act three, scene four. Action. Action. <laughs> okay, so little read through. People start noticing that Hamlet is a little bit cray cray. <gasps> and therefore Polonius, Rosencrantz and Guildenstein are like, damn, this cannot continue. We have to stop him. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, Hamlet almost kills Claudius, but he is praying. So that is a big no-no. <laughs> Uh, Polonius hides uh, behind a curtain while Hamlet enters Gertrude's chamber to talk to her. Hamlet comes in and him and Gertrude start uh, talking about Hamlet's action these past days, which are uh, weird. Mm -hmm. And uh, at one point, Hamlet notices someone, someone behind the curtain uh, that we know is Polonius, but he thinks that it's Claudius. And he stabs Polonius through the curtain and Gertrude is shocked and Hamlet is very bitchy. And here we go. Are you ready? I'm so ready. So I'm going to say like Polonius and Hamlet, Gertrude, whoever is speaking. So Polonius. Um, Gertrude, <laughs> you better fix your boy. <laughs> his pranks are too crazy for us. Why his you, pranks? His pranks. <laughs> he also uses pranks. In, okay. Uh, while you talk to him, I'll hide behind this neat curtain and just eavesdrop, okay? Mm-hmm. And Hamlet enters the chamber and is like, Yo, mom, where are you at? Mama! <laughs> Mommy! Uh, then Gertrude says to Polonius, while he she's rolling her eyes, like, oh, Please! <laughs> I'll talk him out of his weird ideas. Stay there. <laughs> then Hamlet enters. And Hamlet. What the heck is wrong with you? <laughs> and Gertrude is like, So the things you are doing is fucking your father up. <laughs> and uh, Hamlet is like, um, I could say the same thing about you. Gertrude. Don't be such a smart ass. <laughs> Hamlet. I won't if you ask a smarter question. <laughs> Gertrude. Damn, you are too much. <laughs> Hamlet. I, I didn't do anything. <laughs> He's playing a child. And uh, Gertrude. Have you forgotten who I am? And Hamlet's like, Ugh, else if I could. <laughs> Oh my God. You are the queen who married uh, Anne Banks, my uncle. <laughs> you know your dead, you know, like your dead husband's brother. Mm -hmm. And oh, yeah, you're also my mother. Uh, I am your mother. <laughs> Gertrude, again, you are a smart ass. Hamlet, chill. 
why don't you sit and have a glass of wine and we can talk about some deep stuff? <laughs> Gertrude, holy moly. I was afraid that you would kill me. <laughs> oh, damn. What are you doing? Get away. Help! <laughs> so Hamlet, at this point, had, has found Polonius and Polonius cries for help. Remember, Polonius behind the curtain. As you do. <laughs> Hamlet, what the heck? Were you eavesdropping to our conversation? You are going to die. <laughs> and he thrust his sword at the curtain. Polonius, I'm dying. <laughs> and apparently I have to tell you, although I have just been stabbed with a crazy sword. Gertrude, oh my God, Hamlet, are you crazy? <laughs> Hamlet, I don't know. Was it the king I killed? Uh, he draws back the curtain and he's like uh, very disappointed because he thought it was the king and it's just Polonius. And we all all know that you stab first and ask questions later. Gertrude, <laughs> yeah. you seriously need help? Hamlet, well, at least I don't fuck my brother-in-law. Oh my god. <laughs> I love this so much. I'm glad you like it. And it's really like, I could imagine this being, well, not a real conversation because it's a crazy <laughs> Use my plot. But it sounds realistic. Well, I'm glad you yeah. think so. I really like it. <laughs> oh my god, amazing. it was very fun to write. Yes. So okay, now yes. your turn. Yes, as you said, we have taken different approaches because I didn't think that the sections I chose really made sense to translate part for part because it's more poetic, so to speak. So okay. it would have been reader. So mm -hmm. I've just chosen to talk more about the plot and what was really happening, and I've chosen two different. Um, places. One is Act 4, Scene 5, um, where we hear Ophelia going mad, and they're talking about No! Him. Yeah, no. Uh, and the other is Act 4, Scene 7, where we actually hear about her dying. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of connected. Mm -hmm. um, but what I think is interesting and what I kind of want to discuss is that actually we have been saying this whole time that she committed suicide, but mm. that is one way to analyze it. And I think it's the way I read it. I think they pretty much say it in the play, but mm -hmm. I mean, you could read it differently, I suppose. But another question is like, what were Ophelia and Hamlet's relationship? And mm -hmm. how close were they? Because there is no PDA in the book. Nope. Unfortunately. Uh, it's 1600 and on a stage in London, you couldn't show that much. Or say anything mm -hmm. that too explicit. It's you know the church, um, but I think there is more things in between the lines, um, and we have Horatio here in Act Four, Scene Five, saying she speaks much of her father. She says she hears there's tricks in the world and hymns and beats her heart. So he's basically saying, well, this is after Polonius was stabbed by well her lover, uh, well Shakespeare. Uh, and she's sad, which is um, understandable. Mm -hmm. And then they're like, she's talking nonsense all of a sudden. And they're not saying this to her. They're kind of speaking with each other about Ophelia being like, mad, mad. Uh, but then we have Ophelia enter the scene. And it says that Ophelia, enter Ophelia playing on a lute and her hair down singing. And I just think there's something about her hair being down, like... She's kind of like undone in a way because, mm -hmm. I mean, dressing in the 1600s. Um, and then she's asking, where is the beauti beauteous majesty of Denmark? So she is asking after Hamlet here, being like, where's my boy? <laughs> where's my man? Um, and they kind of think that she's asking after her father because they don't really understand her and answer in a different way. And then she starts singing. And this is where it gets a bit complicated because, well, she's mad. So this is kind mm -hmm. of nonsense. But she mixes up some well-known tunes from the 1600s, like known songs. But then she also like kind of writes her own lyrics to it in some way. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> and what she says here, I think, is very interesting. Okay. So she says, young men will do if they'd come to. By cock, they are to blame. <laughs> okay. quote she before you tumbled me you promised me to wit and this is a quote from a song i believe but basically she's saying well 
Young men can't keep their cock in their pants. <laughs> that is basically what you're saying. <laughs> By cock, they are to blame, as Ophelia says. <laughs> and then she also cool. says, Before you tumbled me, you promised me to wed. Which insinuates that Hamlet Ooh. did sleep with Ophelia. And, well, we're in the 1600s. You promised me to wed. But they are not married. So maybe I just imagined this behind the scenes, like Hamlet going up to Ophelia being like, well, we could sleep together now. I will, like, no biggie. I will marry you later. Mm -hmm. You will be pure, whatever. And then he just goes off to England. He bails her. He bails her after, well, 1600 turns, but making her unpure. She's like a fine lady and he just has... And I'm not about these standards, but imagine being from this time and having these morals and standards and like having someone sleep with you and then like making you unworthy in a sense from like the aristocracy mm-hmm. and then just going away no thank you boy and I think that's very interesting and that is kind of what i think is interesting about this scene because then we go to her death and all we really know is that she was near the water and she drowned mm-hmm. if this was an accident or if it was suicide that's up to you but i mean i think it's suicide <laughs> yeah and uh, laertes is coming and he's like oh where's my sister and queen gertrude is like uh she might be dead <laughs> uh, because queen gertrude was the one who found ophelia um and the really interesting thing about the segment is the descriptions of Ophelia. Uh, And this is me going into analysis mode. Mm -hmm. But um, she says, there is a willow grows aslant a brook that shows his horror leaves in the glassy stream. There with fantastic garlands did she come of crow flowers, nettles, daisies, and long purples. So what Gertrude is describing is how Ophelia looked. And this is when I'm saying it's more prose-like in this way, because she could easily just have said, she drowned mm-hmm. and that be it. But she really goes on a tantrum about explaining Ophelia and how she looked. And what she is saying is fantastic garlands means in modern terms a flower crown, mm. which I find now I'm being a bit, um, but a flower crown and a crown. So if Hamlet sleep with her and promised to make her princess and then he just went off, Aww. I'm like, did she crown herself in flowers? Oh, and then, no. <laughs> yeah. And then the idea is also that Ophelia might have been pregnant because yeah. the flowers described crow flowers, nettles, daisies and long purples were apparently flowers you could use at this time to cause abortions. And uh, one thing we also need to remember <laughs> is the audience, we don't, we wouldn't notice this as modern readers, but mm-hmm. the audience of Hamlet mm-hmm. at the time would notice it would be like known village medicine um and i just think that's very interesting so she kind of crowns herself with the flowers of like abortion like taking away this thing she and hamlet might have made and like which could have made a princess and i just think it's it's very tragic but also very interesting yeah Yeah. very interesting yes (laughs) and well then she really just queen gertrude just explains how she looked and oh she was going on then she fell into the water uh, as you do and then Laertes is like alice then she is drowned and they're like yeah she's she's dead mm. um and then for some reason we have a clown in this scene i don't know why but we have a clown um and he is kind of asking if she should have a christian burial and i think this is kind of alluding to maybe suicide because if you commit suicide in like christianity you are not meant to be were buried in like the Christian church because it's unpure. It's a sin to commit suicide. Um, yeah, and the first clown is also asking how Are there can several that... clowns? No, the... well, they. It, it. His name is first clown, so I don't know. That is nasty. It's very weird to have a clown at this scene, but they do. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But he just says, "How can that be? Unless she drowned herself in her own defense." So he is saying, like, how could she fall into the water if she didn't mean to do it? Mm-hmm. Um, and he is kind of, like, making assumption. And he is like, well, you might not want to say it, but girl committed suicide. <laughs> and he was like, oh, girl, 
she drowned herself willingly. <gasps> he is actually saying that. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying about her suicide being up for interpretation. Mm-hmm. I think it's pretty much in the play, like written. Mm-hmm. I think you're meant to read it like that. But that's kind of what I wanted to talk about. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. A lot of things about Ophelia. Mm-hmm. Might she have been pregnant? Did she commit suicide? Her That's relationship so with Hamlet. A lot of things. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> I love that. That was so good. And if we should just continue to talk <laughs> about Shakespeare in a more modern way. Again, like uh, you would have known that the flowers mentioned uh, with the Ophelia's suicide would have been noticeable for people in the mm-hmm. 1600s. Uh, I think the dirty jokes of Shakespeare would also have been something they understood. But reading it now with modern eyes, you really have to know what you're looking for in a sense. And of course, I am looking for the smut. <laughs> yeah, I didn't notice it. <laughs> uh, let me explain, my dear friend. Uh, I don't Please think... Do. Can you see like the pink tabs in my books? That is like okay. the smutty scenes. <laughs> It's not. It's not smutty. So but how many smutty scenes are two? Like three. Three. three but they're not like smutty. They're just well. They're playing around. They're being like dirty humor. <laughs> so we have one scene with Hamlet, Rosencrantz, and Guildenstern, and they're kind of like they're just talking like friends, mm-hmm. and they're talking about their day, and Guildenstern says, "Happy in that we are not over happy." On fortune's cap we are not the very button, Hamlet, nor the soles of her shoe, Rosencrantz, neither, my lord, Hamlet. Then you live about her waist or in the middle of her favours, Guildenstern, faith, her privates, we, <gasps> Hamlet, in the secret parts of fortune, almost true, she's a strumpet. So they are talking about something literal. But they are kind of playing with the word and making it dirty. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're like talking about fortune. And then they obviously make a joke about something below someone's waist or in the middle of her favors. And then Gil- <laughs> and then Guildenstern is kind of like playing along, being like below her waist. And then he's like asking her privates. <laughs> <laughs> and then Hamlet is like, in the secrets of fortune... <laughs> Oh, and it's very damn. it's very discreet, but it is dirty humor, Alice Shakespeare, which I just love. Damn, I didn't notice that at all, but I can definitely see it. Uh, yes, this one is more that obvious. Is hot. <laughs> this is actually just Hamlet being um, dirty. A jackass. <laughs> this is a scene between Hamlet and Ophelia, actually. Dirty dog, Hamlet. Yeah, but uh, it's kind of Hamlet coming onto Ophelia, and Ophelia being like. No, thank you. At least that's how I read it. But Hamlet asks, Lady, shall I lie in your lap? Ophelia, no, my lord. <laughs> Hamlet, I mean, my head upon your lap. So what I think is like, Hamlet is saying like, could I put my head in your lap? And Ophelia interprets it as like, could I have sex with mm-hmm. you? And she's like, no. But then he's like, well, I just meant, I just meant, could I like lay on you? Like, mm-hmm. not, not like that. <laughs> And then Ophelia's like, hey, my lord, okay, I suppose you can do that. Hamlet, do you think that I'm in country matters? Which I just think is like Hamlet saying, like, did you think that I asked for more? <laughs> Ophelia, I think nothing, my lord. So innocent, <laughs> pure baby. Uh-oh. She is an innocent baby here. And then Hamlet just goes on and is like, kind of like explaining his dirty thoughts to Ophelia, <laughs> being like, that's a fair thought to lie between a maid's legs. So imagine um, being next to a crush and being like, oh, it's just so amazing to have sex with someone. Yeah. And that's kind of what he's saying. And then Ophelia again being innocent is, what is my lord? <laughs> and then Hamlet, oh, n- n- nothing. And this is actually his line. Ophelia is asking, yeah, nothing. And then Ophelia is just like, you're merry, my lord. Like, you're silly. But just, yeah. Damn, just he really that. tries to get her into uh, bed with him. Which is also why I think it's reasonable to assume that he did manage at some point. I hope <laughs> it was consensual. Uh, I'm, I'm, but she could say, she said no, so that's... Yeah, but I'm not... Well, there's also something about power dynamics. Could it really be consensual? Yeah, 
well. Um, but then we know. also have Act 3, Scene 2, again with uh, Hamlet and Ophelia. And he is, again, kind of like making a dirty joke out of something that is not dirty. <laughs> well, as you do. Um, Ophelia says, You are as good as a chorus, my lord. Hamlet, I could interpret between you and your love if I could see the puppets dallying. Ophelia, you are keen, my lord, you are keen. So Ophelia is just saying like, oh, you, you are fun, I suppose. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then Hamlet takes the word keen and um, makes it a synonym for something different. Hamlet <laughs> says, it would cost you a groaning to take off my itch. So my itch being his penis, <laughs> groaning being like moaning. <laughs> so Ophelia is really just saying, oh, you're funny. And he takes the word keen and makes it into horny. <laughs> so he thinks Ophelia is like saying, oh, you are horny, my lord. And I suppose he is all the time. And then he's like, well, it wouldn't be that hard to you to like make me come. <laughs> <laughs> and then Ophelia is just like, Still what? better and worse. <laughs> what? Still better and worse. <laughs> yeah. And that's kind of that they have in that scene, but it's just... Yeah. The dirty jokes of Shakespeare. I love it. There you it. go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm horny. Have sex with me. Uh, no. <laughs> um, no, thank you. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> I don't understand. Yeah. Oh, Ophelia. And... Talking about Ophelia. The romance or the romance! <laughs> to be or not to be romance? Uh, indeed, that is the question of this play. <laughs> Again, without before I read Hamlet, I really thought like, oh, Hamlet on Ophelia, that sounds so romantic. I thought it was like Romeo and Juliet, Hamlet and Ophelia. Yeah, mm -hmm. It's not. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. Um, and it's quite hard actually to get a sense of their relationship because what we hear is Polonius, Ophelia's father, saying to her, well, you could take advantage of the young prince being back home because, mm -hmm. you know, it's nice to be close to the royal family. Mm -hmm. um, and then Ophelia does as her daddy says. <laughs> um, <sighs> but we don't really get a sense of Hamlet being interested in Ophelia. She is trying to kind of be like, oh, you're sweet, I'm pretty. Should we? Yeah. <laughs> and then Hamlet's like, nah. Well, I do have my studies in like Wittenberg, so maybe I should just, you know, go back. <laughs> and then it's first when we have her suicide and Hamlet arrives back home from England. And he makes this grand speech about Ophelia being the love of his life and all of these things. And I'm like, boy, you didn't return her affections when she tried to flirt with you. Do you think... Ophelia is hot. Absolutely. You think did so? you did you see the painting of her? That's right. But I know <laughs> it's, it's an imagination of her. But don't you think I she's just hot? I don't know if she's well. Usually, I don't know. In my imagination, usually in this place, the women are beautiful. Mm. Um, but I don't know if she's just interested in her because she's like the only young woman there. Which she also, she is truly the only young Yeah, woman. that's right. Or if she is actually beautiful. But you did also mention that some people talk about Hamlet being gay. Didn't you say that? No. Didn't you? I think. Oh, like you didn't say it, but like some people say it. Oh, like that. Okay. Interesting. I'm just, but I'm not, I don't think Hamlet is gay. But I think he's horny. <laughs> and he is traveling around with his male friends all the time, I suppose. Um, and he is rejecting the only girl. Maybe he's gay. But, <laughs> well, he's not outwardly gay. Maybe he... He's bi. Maybe he is jealous of his mother for getting... No, because Claudius is his brother. Is Could his I say brother? something? Um, on our lectures of this play... They really wanted us to understand it as kind of like an uh, Oedipus, is that mm -hmm. how you say yeah. it in English? Um, effect with Hamlet actually being horny for his mother. And I just... <laughs> I don't see that. No, I don't see that at all. And our lecturers were really like... And you can see all this jealousy Hamlet has towards uh, his mother. And he's always thinking about um, her being married and her being in the marriage bed with his uncle mm -hmm. and... 
I just think this is him thinking about a very weird situation. Yeah, and he's mourning. Yeah, also that. He really thinks that his mother like moved on too fast. Yeah. It's I been like a month see... or two. Two months, I think. Two months. He's really stressing this in the plane, like, no more than two months and then you yeah. already married another man. You already went to bed with another man. <laughs> and then the murder of your uh, deceased husband. <laughs> yes. What the heck? But, um, well, yeah. maybe Hamlet is gay. He doesn't like Ophelia until she's dead. So, well. Which is unfortunate. <laughs> Which is unfortunate. <laughs> um, and then we already talked a bit about whether she's pregnant or not. But you could wonder. Yeah, we talked about And it. also, rude boy, if you did make her pregnant without marrying her. Not cool, bro. Not cool. <laughs> not cool, <laughs> not bro. Not cool at all. <laughs> but also, he was talking to ghosts, so... Uh, what oh, actually, say? do you think another thing about one of the themes of the plays uh, is madness? Mm-hmm. And Hamlet uh, proclaims that he's going to act mad, and at the end of the play, he's also saying, "Oh, none of the shitty things I did is my fault. I was mad the entire mm-hmm. time." Uh, but do you think Hamlet is actually mad, or do you think he is pretending? You know, sometimes when you pretend something and you really believe it, you almost like. Um, become yeah that do you know what I mean yeah you enforce it somehow mm-hmm. so sure. maybe he's just gotten into this role so intensely that he cannot get out of the role mm. again yeah maybe that's how you could like think about it yeah. I don't know if he's actually mad no, I, I don't. No. <laughs> I just said like a Danish word accidentally. Um, yeah, that's also my thought. But also the whole ghost thing. Like, is the ghost really there? Is it a fig- mm-hmm. figment of his imagination? But that's what, yeah, we talked about this a little bit before because yeah. we were like, oh, is it is it there? But it was uh, Rosencrantz and Guildenstein, I think. Yeah, Gildenstern so. that saw the ghost and then alerted Hamlet of it being there. Yeah. So it cannot be of his imagination. Mm. But I also sometimes think that maybe it's not important if the ghost is real or not. Mm-hmm. I mean, just it's a play. It's, it's like a cat- it's fiction. Catalyst. If there is one fantastical thing in the play, I don't think it really matters if, in some ways, it does, but. I don't think it really makes Hamlet mad or not whether he sees a ghost. Because some people are like, well, this boy is seeing a ghost, so he's obviously mad the entire mm-hmm. time. But if this is just the world, the fantastical world Shakespeare placed him yeah. in, that doesn't mean he's mad just because he sees a ghost. Just my thought. Yeah, I think you're right. <clears throat> um, Should we have some uh, general talk? <laughs> yes. Just... The thoughts we couldn't really fit into any of the other categories. <laughs> <laughs> but one thing in Hamlet is, as you mentioned, this is uh, Shakespeare's longest play and it is quite long. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you talk about the action, although it is confusing to explain, there's really not much of it. No, it's a slow burn. <laughs> I don't think there's any burning. <laughs> but yes, it's, it's slow. It's very... They are talking a lot about... A lot. They are talking a lot, a lot about very few things. And then some of the things you remember most from the play didn't actually happen in the play. Like the murder of the king is one thing I really think about when I'm thinking about Hamlet. Mm-hmm. But that happened before the play starts. Yeah. Then we have the suicide of Ophelia. Mm-hmm. That doesn't happen in the play. Mm-mm. They talk about her. Again, it's hard in Shakespeare's time to show mm-hmm. this, these things, so... Might as well just say, she is drowned. (laughs) I am drowned. I am drowned. (laughs) Yeah, getting like a bucket of water and just (laughs) on her. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So we have a lot of pictures and not a lot of action. Mm -hmm. Really. But one thing I wanted to focus on, and this is also me going into analysis mode, but I just found this quite satisfying because I reread the very last uh, page of the play and I just thought it was written very satisfyingly. Okay. Um, because we do have, um, as we mentioned, Horatio is left 
to explain this whole thing. Mm -hmm. Like Norway, we are left to kind of assume that Norway is invading Denmark and in all rights, Denmark doesn't have a king right now because they're all dead. Whoops. Oh, whoops. Um, and in a very nice way, I think Horatia manages to explain the entire play in a very few lines to Fortin Brass. He says... The king of Norway. The king of Norway. He says, Of accidental judgments, casual slaughters, of deaths put on by cunning and forced cause, and in this upshot, purposes mistook, fallen on the inventor's heads, all this can I truly deliver. And I think that's just a play. Judgments are made, people die. <laughs> Not in the best ways. That is all I really can say. Pretty good. Pretty good. And then this is just satisfying because you again you have to uh, think about this being a play so you have to think about this being performed with an audience and Fortin Preston says let us not let us haste to hear it and call the noblest to audience to the audience and obviously this is something he says in the play so mm -hmm. he's not speaking to the audience but I just imagine like at the end of a play he's actually saying to the audience and that's just satisfying to me yeah. he's kind of calling upon the audience seeing saying like oh the play's Finish now. Breaking the fourth wall. Yeah, that's just, that's just very satisfying. I can't help like laughing when I think about like Horatio in the end, just standing like and all the dead bodies around him, and, oh and then God. the king is like, "What happened here?" And Horatio is like, "Um, oh, well, good listen, question." <laughs> So there was some poison and then uh, a sword and uh, oh some incest God. here and <laughs> a ghost, I think. <laughs> and King Fortinbras' face must just be like so confused. Uh -huh. Just looking at it like a disbelief. Yeah. <laughs> so fun. But then Norway can take Denmark and be a... Isai Pisai. Yeah, he's, he must be very happy when he yeah. hears what happened. It's like... Very nice. <laughs> it's very re uh, redeeming for Norway in a sense because throughout history, Norway has always been um, occupied by Denmark and Sweden, <laughs> like in turn. So finally, in a fictionist play, Norway can be the one to take Denmark. Thank you, Hamlet. Thank you, Hamlet. <laughs> yes. Okay, so uh, that was Hamlet. That was Hamlet. Next episode. Oh my god. <laughs> so we're starting like a new book series. Yeah, next uh, episode, which is From Blood and Ash. If and you haven't read it, read it. So that is a series that we've been very excited to talk about. And this is also kind of why I wanted to start this podcast, mm -hmm. is to talk about, you know, From Blood and Ash and Agatha and stuff like that. This might smart. This might So I am, and I imagine you too, are very excited to so start excited. talking about this. So the way it's going to work is that we're going to read five chapters per episode. Mm. So we're going to talk about five chap chapters every episode. Yes. And you can read along. Um, just read five chapters. But I would definitely advise you to <laughs> read everything. We would actually, if you, well, if you're a person who doesn't mind spoilers, mm -hmm. go ahead and listen and just read the five chapters. Mm -hmm. But if you really want to be surprised throughout the series, read all of the books and also and the spin-off spin -off. which is called flesh and fire by also yeah. jennifer l um and trout yeah um because we are going to spoil a lot and it is a lot to ask you to read six books to listen to a podcast but it's just it's a more for your own sake for your own sake and it's a more interesting talk if we get to spoil along the way mm -hmm. yeah yeah so if you don't have any intention of reading the books, you can easily follow along. Yeah. Um, we will be talking about the Smudge Mud. And we will. It will be explicit, as always. <laughs> so, uh, what are you reading? Oh, I'm at still uh, reading um, the same book. Am I reading something different? Oh, I could say something I'm reading. I'm reading yeah. another classic, and you are too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we have another uh, classic required for <laughs> university which is Pride and Prejudice. Mm -hmm. And I'm actually quite excited because I've never read anything by Jane Austen before. Mm -hmm. And it's just such a household name, I think. And I really want to read her, but you know, you never, you are never in the mood to pick up a classic. So no. I'm actually loving that I'm required to read this for my degree. Yeah, well, 
I am also reading Pride and Prejudice. <laughs> but are you enjoying it? I don't, not really. <laughs> I'm, it's a bit hard for me. I feel like I have to force myself into reading this book. Yeah. And I think it's because I don't, I don't read well under pressure. <laughs> so when I have to read something and it's just, it's harder for me. Um, but when I pick it up and read it and don't think about how much I have to read per day yeah. to finish the book before we have to like finish it mm. um i actually enjoy it i also bit. think it kills like your joy of reading if you have to say i have to read 30 pages today yeah it it really does yeah but um i think it's interesting because i'm actually i'm not loving it in that sense because it is a classic so mm-hmm. it's older english but yeah i'm really enjoying it and i'm actually surprised by how much i'm enjoying it yeah but i think it's because i have um, seen the movie mm-hmm. there, there are several adaptations but i think like the 2000 and something start 2000s with adaptation Keira with Kira knightley yeah. oh my god <laughs> uh that's so good um and i'm really surprised about how well the movie follows the book so okay. i just think it's like it's like watching the movie and like Maybe I should then watch the movie. Yeah. And then read the book. I have like plans for my roomies to watch the movie again yeah. afterwards. <laughs> <I know. laughs> I'm so excited. Okay, so this was our episode. I hope um, you liked hand. it. Yes. Yeah. Um we had fun. We had fun. And Even though it was an old piece yeah. of literature. Um and yeah. It was yeah. And we are looking very much forward to the next episode. Hope you are too. Yeah. <laughs> From Bob Nash. Okay. And there's only one thing left to say. There is indeed. Keep, Keep reading. reading.